Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes! Yes! Yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show (laughs) that has been doing this for long enough to not make that mistake. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll see us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's missed 305, and later today... She'll be missed 956. Let's go. We're going to the RGV. Ashley Pickle. I'm pumped. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. I woke up excited this morning. Uh, You wake up excited every day, though. This is true, but even more today. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. 36 days to Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Texas football today. Happy birthday, TFT. It's our seventh anniversary. How cool is that? We've been doing the show for seven Seven years. It's a long time. What have I done with my life? <laughs> Seven years we've been doing this darn thing. Uh, f- episode 1481, which means we're averaging like 211 shows a, a year, <clears throat> which is a lot. That's a lot of high school football. <laughs> we're averaging 211 shows a year. Uh, I, I also looked this up. Your first show as producer mm-hmm. was episode 815 which would theoretically mean that Max produced 814 episodes. Mm-hmm. So when we get to episode 1629, right? 1628, you'll tie him. Okay. And 1629, you will be the new queen producer. So you're you're only like 100 and something away. Uh, we're, we're coming for Poochie. Oh, oops. Oh, Hi. surprise. Whoa. <laughs> Episode 1481. I swear we've been doing this for seven years. <laughs> a lot to get to today. This is our last show of the week, and so we're kind of cramming two shows into one. This is your big preview edition. So we're going to have this weekend recruiting with Greg Powers, next level athlete, who you just saw. <laughs> My bad. We're going to have him in just a moment. I'm glad he wasn't, like, picking his nose or something. Then uh, And then Powers caught up with Allen's superstar quarterback, Al- uh, Mike Hawkins, after their big win over McKinney. So we'll hear from him, a 2024 prospect. Then we'll have the top 10 Texas high school ball games of the week. And then we'll round it all out with the picks, my high school football predictions for week nine of the Texas high school football season. So, a lot to get to. But first, welcome in our very special guest. I'm Greg Tepper, 
That's Greg Powers. This is This Week in Curtain. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter, Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, a word to Chicken Express corporate. Mm. We're going to the Rio Grande Valley. And I, I, I don't want to speak for the people of the Rio Grande Valley, but your farthest south location is in Kingsville. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Let's get one of those bad boys in... I don't know Edinburgh. Edinburgh feels like a Edinburgh feels like a Chicken Express town to me. That's just that's my thought. I just want Power's thoughts on this. Well, my thoughts are, it's just going to be sweeter when you come back and you can enjoy the deliciousness of a chicken dindy. Man, let me tell you, I'm looking at their map of where all their locations are. They. You are always you're always within shouting distance. Like if you're in if you're within the state of Texas. You unless you live like the only places that they're really nice. Like if you're in the Big Bend, you get up to Hall. The closest one to you is in Odessa, right? Like so, El, El Paso, kind of out on an island as well. But like everywhere else, man, you are you might you might have to drive like 45 minutes, but you can get to some tendies. Anyway, thanks for chicken. Chicken Express radar now. Like whenever I'm somewhere, I know kind of where the closest one is. You can feel it. It's like sonar. Like you're sending something out. It's like, bing, 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 bing. Kind of bouncing back. It's like, tendies, 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 tendies. <laughs> anyway, it's this weekend recruiting with Greg Byers and Next Level Athlete uh, here on Texas Football Today. A lot to get to in the latest news and notes around the, uh, the state of Texas. Let us start with our prospect on the rise. No, our prospect on the rise. Yeah. San Antonio Veterans Memorial running back James Peoples. James Peoples has picked up a couple of offers this week, a trio of them. One from Baylor, one from Miami. And one from Ohio State, uh, James Peoples there at San Antonio Veterans Memorial is uh, blowing up. He's already run for 1,300 yards and 22 touchdowns uh, this season uh, for San Antonio Vets. He's already got offers from all over the place, and he's adding some some big ones. Uh, James Peoples, uh, the people's champ. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. I think definitely a guy to get on your radar. Watching his tape, he really does well in the middle of the field. Um he doesn't exactly remind me of J.K. Dobbins, but the way that he runs in the middle of the field, his ability to cut and make people miss, he's a one-cut and dash type of back. You can see it right here on this highlight clip. Um, that does remind me a little of J.K., and, and I guess I correlated that in my mind because of the offer from Ohio State this week. But that's not the only top program that's coming after him. He's got a long list of suitors already. I think he's hit a dozen offers with the latest run from this week. So – he has some top schools coming after him, and he's already got some in-state schools pushing hard uh, for his commitment as well. You know, Houston, SMU, TCU, Texas Tech, and UTSA have already extended him offers. So he's got plenty of options. And, you know, that San Antonio Vets team, they got some they got some guys on that team right now. I mean, even looking at the quarterback, the quarterback's a big dude. So um, definitely a program on the rise, I think, down there in the San Antonio area. Yeah, most certainly. Keep an eye on what they've got cooking, especially with a 2024 running back like James Peoples. Let's get to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week, we're going Houston way to talk about Aldi MacArthur's uh, senior athlete, Justin Williams, who has pulled the trigger to Rice. Hoot, hoot. 
The Owls and Mike Bloomgren get the services of three-star prospect uh, Justin Williams. He picked them over Pitt, over uh, Louisiana, and over Air Force. So he had at least one Power 5 offer, and Rice was able to reel in a local kid. Yeah, no doubt. And he's listed as an athlete. I think that he's excelled a little bit more on the field this season as a wide receiver. He's a guy who can really stretch the field using his six foot three frame to play over the top of defensive backs. Uh, but his ability to also flip over and play defense, as a matter of fact, we had him at the next level camp and he played defensive back while he was there and looked pretty good. Um, he's really long and rangy, but super athletic. And I think that agility speaks to his potential upside. I think as I, the more I evaluate him, I think that he's going to be locked in probably as an offensive player, but it's never bad to have roster flexibility when you're a school like Rice and you're recruiting a prospect like Williams who could easily play on either side of the football and excel. So this is a pretty big pickup for uh, the Owls, and, and I think that they're doing a pretty good job in, in their class for 2023. Yeah, I'm comfortable saying that they will find a place for Justin Williams to play uh, there for uh, for Rice. Uh, we're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Pirates. Thanks to the athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Let's move on to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is Katie Pato's sophomore quarterback, Dejon Petaway. Dejon Petaway has picked up an offer this week from Baylor. He's already got offers from AM, from LSU, Ole Miss, UTSA. Um, this is a guy who is the younger brother of Damian Sanford, the AM commit, and also there on 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 uh, on Pato, and a, a speed merchant, as they're fond of saying. Yeah, no doubt. And what I really liked about Petaway's film is his ability as a tackler. I mean, just a sophomore, he's not shy to run guys down, uh, come up and lay a hat on someone. And he and he's only going to get better as he matures, right? 5'10", 165. Now he's that type of defensive back who's only going to get better because he's going to add size and, and mass as he you know, plays in that program year over year. And I guess Tepper, just in general, talking about what we do here on this week in recruiting, it's a we kind of transitioned, I guess. This this seems like it was the week. Like the prospect on the rise is probably now going to be a 2024 prospect, and the underclassman of the week is probably going to be a 2025, 2026 prospect most of the time going forward. Stop here for a second. That'd be that'd be rap. But anyway, congratulations to Dejon Petaway under Baylor offer this week. Uh, let's round it all out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week. Ah, we're going to dive into the ballad of Colton Vasek, the outstanding, uh, a force, a five, four-star, borderline five-star defensive end uh, in the DC of Hot 100. We've got number seven, of course, the top five in our on our DC of Hot 100 are are uh, five stars. Colton Vasek uh, has been a hot topic. He is, of course, an Oklahoma commit, but he has a ton of ties to Texas and. He was at the Texas game this week. You always tell me, Powers, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. I'm watching what Colton Vosek does. And is Texas going to flip, get a Red River flip here? I think this is one that we have to watch really closely. And it's a name that I feel like we're really going to be talking about a lot as we uh, lead up to the early signing period. Because this isn't Vosek's first trip to Austin this season. He was also in town. Well, I mean, I guess he's in town all the time, but he was also on campus uh, for the Alabama game as well. And, 
you know, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. So this is something to keep a close eye on. His father, Brian, of course, played for the Longhorns. And you got to think that there's some pressure for him to stay at home. There's a lot of articles out there over the last few days where um, he spent some time with Arch Manning, you know, the Longhorns' key five-star quarterback commit, the number one player in the country by some recruiting services, who stayed in his ear while he was in Austin this past weekend. And, and it's just something to monitor. There's a lot of people who feel confident that he is going to make that move. He's going to pull the trigger and possibly flip. And, uh, you know, another guy who did a similar thing, committing to an out-of-state school, and then – ended up flipping later in the cycle to the Longhorns and is starting as a freshman on the other side of the football was former DCTF five-star Kelvin Banks. So that's mm-hmm. just just something just something to watch. I'm telling you, we might have to talk about this a lot. It might be big news, but Vosick is going to be a hot topic until he puts his pen to paper and actually signs with the school, and we're going to have to gear up for that recruitment. You know, and you mentioned the topic. five-star thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, no, it's fine. I was going to do like the, the transition. No, go ahead. No, you have one more thing to say. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a heated battle for that those final two five-star spots. You have Jonte Cook, Jackson Arnold, Colton Vosick. You know, all these guys are in the mix for one of those, you know, three or four guys in the mix for one of those final two spots. Who's it going to be? And I will say now is the time to mash that subscribe button to get your copy of DCTF Rising Magazine. Coming to stores soon. We're working on it now. Those five stars will be in that magazine. Yeah. He's Greg Powers. He's always closing. And he is uh, <laughs> our recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1C. His fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, appreciate your time, my friend. And uh, we'll see you next week. How about in studio? All right. We'll see you then. Bye, Powers. There he goes. Greg Powers. Next level athlete. Griff. We're Texas football. T- I wish he could come to the Valley. Dude, I know. Me too. Like, that would be legit. That would make my heart happy. You look very sad all of a sudden. Yeah. You you didn't have to, you know, it's yeah, just an open wound that, that you, um, you poured stuff. some salt into. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Parker University recognized 10 high school football athletes who made key plays leading their team to the win. Each week we review film, stat lines, and plays to find the player with the game-winning decision of the week. This platform includes a game ball presentation as well as a $250 check to support the school's athletic program. And this week, we've got a good one. Jaden Walker had touchdown runs in the first two overtimes, then ran in for the game-winning two-point conversion in the third OT as McKinney North beat district rival Lufkin 53-51. That's good enough to be the Dave Campbell's Texas football game-winning decision of the week, presented by Parker University Sports and Performance Clinic and Synapse Human Performance Centers. Congratulations to Jaden Walker of McKinney North, our recipient of the Dave Campbell's Texas football game-winning decision of the week, presented by Parker University. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Last week, Allen got a gutty win over McKinney, and our Greg Powers, Cub reporter, was on hand. Caught up with the quarterback, QB1 of those Allen Eagles, uh, Mike Hawkins, of course, a 2024 prospect. Here is uh, Greg Powers' conversation with Allen, 2024 quarterback, Mike Hawkins, here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and I'm out here by Mike Hawkins, kind of a hero of the game tonight over McKinney. Man, it was a back-and-forth yes, struggle all night. Ended up being 31-28 in the first half. I didn't think there was going to be that many points scored. Yes, what did your team do to flip the switch in the second half? Oh, we just came out of halftime just being more of a dog because in the first half I feel like they were being more dogs, just being more aggressive than us. And then I think that's just what it was and executing our plays. Uh, you had a couple of big plays. A couple of scrambles really stood out to me. One where you scrambled around to extend a play, but then you had a 50-plus yard scramble in the fourth quarter that was pretty big. Then when the chips were on the line, you found Devon Mitchell in the end zone to put your team up ahead. Walk us through that play and just kind of walk us through your ability as a dual threat to be able to extend those plays. Um, so I motioned my guy out. I'm reading defense. I know the middle field is going to be open because I've been watching film on them the whole week. That's what they do. Um, so he's going he's gonna to keep it vertical, and then I'm just going to dump it right in there. Student of the game paid off? Yes, sir. Uh, a lot of offers coming your way, a lot of attention. You were the next-level athlete uh, quarterback MVP back in January, and since then it's like things have really skyrocketed, but it's what you do on tape yes, that really matters. Um, a lot of offers. I'm not going to pin you down on favorites or anything like that, but I want to ask you about a couple that I know that kind of stuck out when I evaluated that list. Yeah. i got to ask about Oklahoma, one, because your dad played there, and two, it's kind of close to home. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the relationship with us is getting way better. It's evolving. Um, I love it up there, but I'm keeping my opposite levels right now. i got to uh, say it doesn't look like the quarterback picture there is very strong right now. As a recruit that's going through the process, is that something that – concerns you or is it more intriguing because maybe that gives you an opportunity to play early um right now it concerns me just of how like they don't have a quarterback to lead their team and go deep in like with the playoffs i think they're doing um but it also makes me feel like i can come in there maybe i can come in there go to ou and take over uh going to ask you about arkansas sec it's also a school that's kind of in a bordering state what stands out to you about the hogs uh, I love it up there. Uh, when I first was going up there, I didn't think it was going to be as nice, and I thought it was going to be dirty. But once I got to know Kendall Browse and Sam Pittman, they're great guys to be around, and, and just the entire coaching staff. Our relationship is really good. 
not so close to home. You still have an offer from them, NC State, um, in the ACC. The uh, Wolfpack program, I know that they are putting up some good numbers on offense this year. Yes, sir. Um, the offensive coordinator, Tim Beck, he used to coach my dad in high school. So okay. the relationship there is really good with us. I'm looking forward to getting down to a game real soon. Alabama, when, every, when that Alabama offer hit, I think everybody noticed that on your list. Roll yeah. Tide's always in the hunt for a national championship. Oh, yeah. Um, Roll Tide, it's, it's pretty big. It's up there. Um, the city is small, so it's not too much around there. But the coaching staff is elite. I think they're one of the top coaching staffs in the country, and our relationship is, is getting way better, too. Last question for me, but i got to end on this. Malik, your brother, younger brother, made a huge pass break up to end, at the end of the game on oh, yeah. third down. Kind of walk us through, was that more enjoyable for you to watch, and how has Malik been progressing in this program? Man, Malik, is, he's grown so much throughout the summer. He, he's had a big role to come in as a sophomore and start and cover all these great receivers, but that pass break up was big time, and I really think a lot of colleges will be tuned in and tuned in to him. That's Mike Hawkins, man. Thanks for the time, and good luck with the rest of the yes, season. sir. There he's Mike Hawkins, quarterback for the Allen Eagles 2024 prospect. Appreciate his time catching up with Greg Powers after the big win over McKinney. I think they have a game this week. You know, I think they have a game. I'm not, I need to check my notes. No, that doesn't sound right. Maybe um, it, it couldn't be a Thursday game. Uh, There's know. no way. Who's to say? We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle Week 9 of the Texas high school football season starts tomorrow. Bangers. And it's the biggest week of the year. It's the biggest week of the year, which made this particular process quite difficult and no fun. Yeah. Zero stars. Didn't enjoy doing this. But we have the courage to narrow it down to the top 10 play games, rather. <laughs> games of the week <laughs> for week nine. We don't know what the plays are going to be. Dude, week. you revved that one up so much. So excited. I'm used to getting hyped up by the Texas Line plays of the week, but we have the games true. of the week here. The top 10 Texas high school football games of the week for week nine. We'll start in the middle, 7.30 p.m. Friday night in China Spring. Number one versus number two, a title unification bout between the Stephenville Yellow Jackets and the China Spring Cougars in a matchup of state champs. A lot, a lot of ink's been spilled. Uh, spoiler alert: we got the picks coming up here in a moment, and mm-hmm. I go on at length about this game. I don't want, I don't want to repeat myself. I do think that the first quarter is going to be really important. Yes, and I think especially for Stephenville and especially for the Stephenville offense. I think they have to prove that they can move the ball against this China Spring defense. Because if if they cannot, like if China Spring is going to hold Stephenville to like 24 points, the game's already over. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Stephenville, China Spring's got the better defense. I think the first quarter is really important for Stephenville on the road, weather a storm. Um, the Stephenville offensive line is an X factor in this game. I think the China Spring running game uh, with Trey Hafford and Tristan Xline is an is a uh, an X factor as well. It's it's a it's an enormous game. I don't have to talk you into it. Yeah, that China Spring run game against the Stephenville defensive line mm-hmm. is tasty. It's really it's really, really important. It's really important. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night at Jack Sportsman Bobcat Stadium in Refurio. It is number four versus number five in two A Division one. It is the Shiner Comanches and the Refurio Bobcats in a district game. And um, 
This, I mean, this is the main event here. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a district uh, game now, so it like it, it means something. It's it's just like so it enormous, does. and and obviously, look, one one thing to keep in mind in this game, and and I do think last year, the reason that Shiner stomped a mud hole in Refurio was because Shiner was way better up front, mm-hmm. way better up front. I think that that gap has narrowed. How much has it narrowed? How much does being at Refurio matter? How much better is Refurio prepared for this moment? Um, can they find a way to contain Dalton Brooks? Can anyone find a way to contain Dalton Brooks? How much do these coaches show? Because they've got to know they're going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. Like almost like I'm not trying to bury all of Region Four, but like it would be pretty surprising if this if this was the only time they met this year. Yes. it would take an upset at that point. Yes. So, how do you handle it? Mallory and I talked about it yesterday, and this this is interesting to us because if it's close, then we know for a fact that regional final game is going to be fun. That's where everyone pulls out all the stops, blah, blah, blah. If one team did happen to go out there and just stomp on the other one, that might be more eye-opening than this being another really fun game between Shiner and Refurio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huge game. Massive game, and we'll, and, and we'll find out a lot about the state of play in 2A Division One after this one. Shannon and Furios this week. Also, 6 p.m. Thursday night at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton on ESPN2, the Deuce. Is it on the Deuce? It is on the Deuce. Do people still call it the Deuce? They are now. It's a top 10 matchup in Class 6A as the Allen Eagles visit the Denton Geyer Wildcats uh, in a critical district showdown. Um, Allen, ever since getting throttled in week one, um, they've really rounded into form. Uh, they, I thought that was a really gutty win they had last week against, uh, against McKinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a different animal though. This Ooh, is, yeah. yeah, all due respect to McKinney. This is, um, so the best team they've seen this year was St. John Bosco, right? That was the team that from, was that the, was that the, the yes. team? Yeah, yes. St. John and Bosco. they got their butts handed to them. This is the second best team in Geyer. And it's Jackson Arnold, and it's a really good defense led by Peyton Bowen. Um, this is a really, really well-rounded Denton Geyer team. Remember, we thought that Geyer had the advantage last year, and Allen went and kind of stomped them a little bit. Um, so that's one thing to keep an eye on: is is does Allen just present a matchup problem to Geyer? Here's the here's the the matchup I'm watching: is can the Geyer offensive line protect Jackson Arnold against? Nato Omazulu and this uh, this Allen defensive front. Mm-hmm. If Allen is able to pressure Arnold, game on. If Arnold has a clean pocket, he is going to shred that secondary. I was just going to say he's going to shred a lot of secondaries. Yeah, he will especially shred Allen. I think that Allen's secondary is better than what we thought they might be coming into the year, but I wouldn't say that they're leaps and bounds better yes. than where we were honestly throwing a little bit of dirt. Going, I don't know if that's the strongest unit out there, and Jackson Arnold will expose the hell we'll out of you. Expose you in a hurry. So. Massive game, obviously, there in Denton. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Grandview. The number three team in 3A Division II, the Grandview Zebras. Welcome in the West Trojans in a game that might be, in, in, a, in a week of bangers, this might be flying under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, massive game here. West has one loss earlier in the year to, who did West lose to? 
Um, I can look that up. Uh, I know Grandview. Uh, Grandview has the best win of this uh, of, of these two teams because they've got the only win over Malakoff this year. Um, West has a loss to Lorena. Yeah, Lorena. They lost by six to Lorena. The fighting commas. The uh, here's here's we can talk about matchups here. West is going to run the ball a little uh, pr- pretty well, and they want to keep the score lower. Uh, Grandview's got some playmakers, most notably Case and English on the outside to get out and run. Game kind of dictated by pace. But here's another thing that I'm interested in. This district, District 7-3A, Division 1. Division 2, rather. Division 1. Division 1. Division 1, thank you. 7-3A, Division 1. It is very bottom-heavy. Yes. Okay? They have not played a game. Neither of these teams have played a game of any consequence to them in like a month and a half yeah because i mean at least for west their their last game that would have really mattered was their first district game against whitney and And even then then they were 20 point favorites right and like for grandview grandview hasn't played whitney yet so like they i mean they have been like i'm when i say they're big favorites our computer the closest game our computer projected was a 38 point projection over maypearl so now it goes zero to 100 because here is a certified state championship contender. All of a sudden. Keep an eye on this one. 7 o'clock Friday night in Denton. Huge week at C.H. Collins Stadium. No kidding. Back to back. C.H. Collins Stadium. Place to be. Just just get a tent. Just park. Just park. <laughs> it's honestly better than trying to leave that parking Sleep. lot. <laughs> Sleep in your car. Six, 7 o'clock Friday night in Denton at C.H. Collins Stadium. The number four ranked Alito Bearcats put their 109 district game district winning streak on the line against the Denton Ryan Raiders. We were super impressed with what Alito did last week against Burleson Centennial. Now they got to do it again against a Ryan team that um, is smarting from a loss to Burleson Centennial, but is also coming off an open date. I want to know how healthy Ryan is. Kalen Davis and Kaleeb Hicks missed that game over uh, against Burleson Centennial. If they're back, that is certainly a boost. But the other thing I'm keeping an eye on here is how well does Ryan's defense play. How do they contain House Haney and this outstanding Alito offense? Because if they play the way that if that defense plays the way they did against Burleson Centennial, then this game is going to get away in a hurry. Because because the thing is, it's a different team. That's, that's what's so interesting about Ryan and, and these two matchups here. They lose to Centennial. There is also a chance they just don't match up well with Centennial. Mm-hmm. And there's a like Alito plays a much more traditional offense, and maybe they just match up better with them in that regard. Right. So fascinating matchup in this one, uh, and and a game we had circled from from Jump Street when realignment came out. Uh, didn't Ryan and Alito. Seven o'clock Friday night in Katy, live on TexanLive.com. Let's go. The number five ranked Katy Tigers put their unbeaten season on the line against Katy Cinco Ranch. And perhaps this game is off your radar a little bit, and that's okay. Uh, allow me to put it on your radar. Uh, I think that, the, first of all, this game is for a district championship, straight I was up. Say, that's a 5-1 and one Cougar squad. 19-6A, uh, this is, the, uh, this is uh, straight up for a district championship. That we're, you know, now, things could go cattywampus down the stretch, but otherwise, there won't. This is a... This is this used to be one of the best rivalries in KDIC, and then Katie's kind of like stood on the gas pedal. They've they've dominated this one. They dominated last week against Katie Pato, or two weeks ago against Katie Pato. Um, Seth Davis has been fantastic. Uh, Cinco Ranch, their offense has been off the charts good recently. Gavin Rutherford has been exceptional, and they've been also really good on the ground as well. Um, this is a 
this is the best offense that Katie has faced in a hot minute. And that will be a real challenge for them, I think. But how well does the Katie Cinco Ranch defense, which has left something to be desired, match up with the Tigers? District title on the line, 19-6A, uh, there in uh, Katie this weekend. 7 o'clock Friday night in Harlingen at Bogus Stadium. It is the Battle of the Arroyo, pitting unbeaten San Benito against unbeaten Harlingen. And uh, I mentioned this on Teppen Step. You don't got to get people goosed up for winless San Benito against winless Harlingen. No. What the hell is going to happen whenever they're both undefeated and a district title's on the line? This is going to be a madhouse at Bogus Stadium. Um, there will not be an empty seat. This is this is this is massive. This is also a pretty pronounced strength on strength matchup as far as. Uh, as far as like the game is concerned, Harlingen's offense, which has been very good, Randy Morales and Isaiah Bell, Aiden Sandoval, going up against this outstanding San Benito defense, which has been locking fools down, led by uh, uh, oh god, what's his first name? Marciano. Uh, that, 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 his name I had it. Uh, Mariano Garcia. Um, that's the real strength on strength matchup here. That's the real showcase matchup. The other part of the other side of this is interesting too. That's where I think Harlingen might have a small advantage, but a massive. This is an atmosphere game. It's going to be awesome. So Stephenville and China Springs are matchups of state champions, right? Mm-hmm. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night in Lorena. Number one versus number ten in three A Division one, and the state champ versus state champ. As the Franklin Lions, the number one team in 3A Division One, visit the Lorena Leopards. Which I was going to say does not happen often when you're talking about a district matchup in Week 9. No. <laughs> um, a ludicrous slate of games, and this is a good example of this. Um, so Franklin has been exceptional all year long. Uh, last week they struggled a little bit against Troy, but they hit the gas. They've got, of course, Bryson Washington, Jaden Jackson. They run the ball so well. Their defense has been very good as well. Going up against Lorena, which does have two losses on the year, but that's never really, like, they had, like, three losses last year, and they were just fine. Thank you very much. They've got that dude in Jaden Porter. This is the time when usually Lorena wakes up and starts playing their best football. Um, They will need to get things going and get the ball at Jaden Porter offensively, and they'll need their best defensive effort of the, of the year. I was going to say, how often do they run against a slot T team? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's not normal where they no. were at in years past. Right. So for Franklin, grinding it out on the ground, and, 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 and but here's the thing, Franklin doesn't grind it out on the ground. They just hit home runs on the ground. Yeah. So Because they've just got track stars. Mm-hmm. That's the real question, is can Lorena contain Franklin and keep those to like three or four yards instead of like 30 or 40 Yeah, you yards. can't let Bryson Washington get hot. <laughs> don't, let him, don't let him run wild. 7 o'clock Friday night in Chilton. Maybe a game again flying under the radar. It's a top 10 matchup in a Class 2A Division 2 in that wild and wooly District 13 2A Division 2 as the, as the Granger Lions visit the Chilton Pirates in a really interesting game. A Granger... Really, kind of the proof of concept last week over over Burton, or rather over Bremon, I thought was 
That was that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. DJ McClelland is a super duper duper star at the running back spot. They can throw the ball when they need to with Nathan Tucker. This team is fun to watch. Their defense has been very strong, uh, pretty strong as well. They will need to be excellent going up against Chilton, whose defense has been spectacular all year long. Chilton, we know they want to grind it out on the ground. We know that they've got a, a variety of different weapons, but ultimately they're a ground and pound team, and they want to win with their defense. Um, that is like it's DJ McClelland up against this outstanding Chilton defense for the catbird seat in that district. Mm-hmm. Although we don't know that because there's another game, yeah, Milano, Milano and Bremont. Yep. And Milano's undefeated. Exactly. How does that shake out? So a lot to unpack in District 13, 2A Division 2. That is a fun district. It really is. And Those, I didn't think that, I don't think at the beginning of the year we thought that the gap between these teams were, is as narrow no, as yeah. it was. We oh, thought yeah. Chilton and Bremont tend to be kind of favorites. And it was like, well, Granger had a good year last year. We'll see. And then it's like, oh, hi. No, they're, Certainly they're here. Certainly not Milano. You know? Certainly not Milano. They're mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And finally, 7 o'clock Friday night in Joaquin. The number one team in 2A Division One has to go on the road. The Timpson Bears will visit the Joaquin Rams in another real sneaky game that I think if it weren't such a huge week, this would be getting a lot more, a lot more uh, publicity. This is a dangerous Joaquin team. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. They have a number of weapons. They're averaging 420 yards per game on the ground. They are running wild on fools. Malik Stotts, Gage Jordan, Andre Brown, uh, Jericho Newman, they can grind it out on the ground. Their offense has been fun to watch, and their defense has not been has not been bad as well. Now they have a huge test, a massive test, as they welcome in the number one team in 2A Division One, and most notably, they welcome in Terry Bussey. And you've just got to have an answer for him. That's mm-hmm. it. Um this is a real test for the Timpson defense running the ball. They do have a common opponent. They, uh, uh, Tim, uh, Joaquin lost to Beckville 42-41, to so that would tend to indicate that Timpson is the favorite in this one. I installed Timpson as the favorite, but keep an eye on this one. On the road against a team that can run the ball really well. In week this is, nine. This is, exactly. This is a real test for Timpson this week in Joaquin. And there it is, your top 10 Texas high school football games of the week. A massive slate of games across Texas high school football. We'll have tons of them on TexanLive.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Do you think we can go ahead and talk about Whataburger here? Yeah, let's do that. The time has come to nominate the Texas high school football players you believe should be on our 2022 Whataburger Super Team. That's right, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger are proud to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2022 Whataburger Super Team. It's all in your hands. Nominate the players you think should be on the 40-player Whataburger Super Team by going to texasfootball.com slash whatasuperteam. Nominations closed on November 1st, and only players who are nominated are eligible to be on the ballot. So go to texasfootball.com slash whatasuperteam today to nominate your favorite player. When I say November 1st, that's coming quicker than you think, guys. Yeah, it's October 19th. (laughs) That means you've got like... Less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Go to texasfootball.com slash what a super team to make sure you nominate your great iron heroes to be on the Dave Campbell's Texas Football What a Burger Super Team. All right, Pickle, we mentioned it. Week nine of the Texas High School Football Bangers. Is, is a, a ludicrous slate of games. Ludicrous. This video is sixteen minutes almost seventeen minutes long, and it probably could have been thirty-five. <laughs> 
I'm not sorry. Here are my predictions for week nine of the Texas High School Bowl season here on Texas Football Today. Dear Football Jesus, thank you for this bounty of week nine Texas high school football games you have bestowed upon us. We are truly not worthy. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the best week of the year. Oh my gosh. I, I know I sit here in this chair every week and I talk you into how exciting the week of Texas high school football is, but every other week I was lying. At least compared to this week, because this week, week nine of the 2022 Texas high school football season is, I'm not kidding, the best week of Texas high school football regular season that I can remember in, like, years. It's incredible. The depth, the incredible, outstanding games you've got everywhere. You've got state-ranked matchups. You have two, two matchups of defending state champions. You've got an 109-game district winning streak in severe peril. You've got one of the great all-time small school rivalries going on. I mean, everywhere that you look, it is just Banger after banger after banger after banger. Week 9 of the 2022 Texas high school football season has an opportunity to be legendary. Do I have your attention now? We start in China Spring. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cougar Stadium in China Spring. It is a matchup of defending 4A state champs. It is a matchup of number one versus number two in 4A Division One. It's the Stephenville Yellow Jackets visiting the China Spring Cougars. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, defensive questions abound. So for all the offensive firepower in this game, I want to focus on the defensive side because I think that's ultimately what's going to tell the tale in this game. I've been pretty open about my concerns about the Stephenville defense over the course of the year. But I will say, they've been a lot better of late. Their last two games are giving up just 20 points per game, about 20 and a half points per game, much better than the 46 points per game they gave up through their first five games. Have they figured it out? Has that young defense grown up? Signs are pointing to yes, that's pretty good. For China Spring, the defense has been mostly good, but I go back to week two when they played Melissa and they they won 42 to 41. That's a little bit concerning to me simply because this Stephenville offense is probably most like Melissa as far as offenses that they have faced over the course of the season. So both these teams have defensive question marks. Which of them answer it the best on Friday night? Key number two, quarterback showdown. So both these teams have to feel pretty good about what they've got under center in this game. For China Spring, they've got Cash McCollum. The Wimberley transfer has stepped in in place of the reigning Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year, Major Bowden, and he has been terrific. Threw for three touchdowns last week in their big win over La Vega. Been razor sharp with the football, as you would expect from a player of his caliber. On the Stephenville side, there is a question about quarterback, right? Ryder Lambert has been injured. He made his return last week in relief of sophomore Ryan Gafford, who stepped in beautifully uh, while Lambert was injured. Like, either way, Stephenville's going to be pretty good at quarterback. I really like this Gafford kid, but Ryder Lambert, of course, who took them to a state championship last year, is probably going to get the knot if he is healthy. We will see. Sounds like he has a bit of a game-time decision. So, on this stage, with these two outstanding quarterbacks facing off, which one steps up the best? And key number three, the moment. So, it's arrived, right? Number one versus number two 
defending state champs, squaring off, and the hype around this game is going to be insane, okay? Uh, because of all the things that we talk about. These two teams have been circling each other, eyeing each other ever since realignment came out in February, knowing full well that this is going to be a big game. And by the way, it's lived up to that hype. I mean, it's number one versus number two. And what's interesting is that normally in a situation like this, you talk about who can handle the moment better, right? It's a big stage, could be a lot of cameras there, packed house there at Cougar Stadium, a lot on the line as far as where 4A Division I is going for the rest of the season. And yet, both of these teams have obviously played in big games, right? They both won a state championship last year. They both have, have played at the highest level and achieved the, the, the greatest achievement you can in Texas high school football. So what else is there, right? This is just another regular season game. Yes, they want to win a district championship, but at the same time, as far as moments are concerned, this is just an, another big moment, but probably not the biggest moment of their football career. That's what makes this interesting. That for a lot of these guys, this is a really big game, and yet it's not the biggest they've played in. So all that said, this is still the most hyped game in the state. This is the game that everybody's going to be paying attention to on Friday night, and there's a lot that goes in there. Little mistakes can make a big impact. So who can handle the moment best? Who am I picking? I'm going with China Spring. I give the edge to the Cougars for a couple of reasons. One, I think their defense is better, plain and simple. I think that's going to be the difference in the ballgame, the China Spring defense. I have a little bit more trust in right now than the Stephenville defense. Furthermore, I think that the running game for China Spring is going to make a big impact in this one. Tristan Exline and Trey Hafford have been fantastic in support of the outstanding Cash McCollum. Now, this Stephenville offense is for real, and Ryder Lambert, especially if he is back, is going to have something to say about it. They're running the ball exceptionally well. Their offensive line is big and physical and mashing people up front. Uh, this is the kind of game that could truly go either way. I think China Spring at home is an advantage. I think their defense is an advantage, and I think they're going to be able to make one or two extra plays to make the difference in an extremely close game. Give me the Cougars. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jack Sportsman Bobcat Stadium in Refurio. It's arguably the best rivalry in Class 2A as the Refurio Bobcats welcome in the Shiner Comanches for a top five showdown in Class 2A Division One. And now, as an added bonus, this is a district game. Thank you very much, UIL. Uh, these two teams, of course, are no stranger to one another. They met in the regional final last year, and Shiner romped all over Refurio, 55-14. to The Dalton and Doug Brooks experience was in full bloom in that game. But remember, you know, Shiner's won the last two in this series, but before that, Refurio won five straight. So there's, it's, Refurio hasn't necessarily been blown out in the series. In fact, arguably, they've had the upper hand. Uh, now they're going in into this game having followed a similar script this season. Both of them lost a week one game to a team that was much bigger than them and it turns out pretty darn good uh, with Hallettsville beating Shiner and then Hitchcock, now state ranked Hitchcock, uh, beating Refurio in the opener. But since then they've been just romping past people. Uh, for Refurio, they're going to be the faster team in this game, I'm, I'm comfortable saying. Caleb Brown, they're running back as well as Ernest Campbell. They're going to be able to grind it out on the ground. They have been very strong offensively. Their defense has been very good as well. Uh, for Shiner, they've still got Dalton Brooks, the Texas A&M commit, who's going to be the best player on the field. There, there's really no doubt about that. He is a super-duper-duper duper star. Uh, both defenses have been great, so what are we left with? It, it's hard to tell, right? Shiner's had the upper hand recently, but Refurio does, I think, look like uh, a team that 
that is different. If you go back to the regional final last year, the reason that Shiner won this game was because they dominated up front. I mean, absolutely mashed Refurio up front. How much has Refurio closed that gap? That's a big question in this one. Let me throw another thing at you. Both these coaches have to understand that this is probably the first of two meetings between them, right? They're probably going to see each other in the playoffs in, in perhaps a Region 4 final. So, with that being said, how much do you show? Do you hold something back? There's got to be a little bit of gamesmanship in this game as well. In the end, though, I think Grafurio being at home helps. I think that the team speed helps, and I think that their improved defense is going to be a difference as well. Give me Refurio. 7 o'clock Thursday night at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton. It is a big-time top-10 showdown in Class 6A as the Allen Eagles visit the denton Geyer Wildcats. Huge District 5-6A game here. Remember, last year, Allen beat Geyer, so you got to think Geyer's had this game circled for quite a while. So Allen has now rattled off six consecutive wins after getting trounced in their opener, and they have really earned those wins as well. Go back to last week against McKinney, a very game McKinney squad. Uh, Allen had to earn it with some defense. Defensive stops down the stretch, and then quarterback Mike Hawkins and running back Kavion Sibley putting on the cape and really guiding them to that victory. Their defense has been mostly good all year long. They will have to be better than mostly good this week, this week rather, going up against Denton Geyer and quarterback Jackson Arnold, who has been, plain and simple, one of the very best players in the state. Hard stop. The Oklahoma commit is in complete, complete command of this offense. They're running the ball well with Trey Joyner as well, and the defense has been strong all season long. So... Look, how do you split these two teams? I think the big key for Allen is going to be getting pressure on Jackson Arnold and making it so that he does not have an opportunity to perhaps expose a young Allen secondary. That's where I think Geyer's got their biggest advantage. The Geyer receivers up against this Allen secondary, so it's going to have to start up front for Allen, where they tend to be pretty darn good. In the end, though, I think that Geyer's got too much firepower, and I think their defense is playing at too high of a level. I think Geyer gets the victory. And what a weekend at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton. Let's stay there. 7 o'clock Friday night, the Alito Bearcats come calling to take on the Denton Ryan Raiders. When realignment came out in February, this was the game we all had circled because, hey, it's Alito playing Ryan in a district game. And, of course, Alito had not lost a district game in more than 100 contests. That is now up to 109 after last week's trouncing of Burleson Centennial. What a showcase for the Bearcats last week. House Haney, their quarterback, was on one last week. Week. Six total touchdowns, and their defense, led by linebacker Cap Mooney, really stepped up. Now they're going on and taking a Denton Ryan team that the last time we saw them was losing to that Burleson Centennial squad. Uh, they have had an open date since then, and hopefully they've gotten healthy because quarterback Kalen Davis missed that game against Centennial, as did running back Khalid Hicks. If they're healthy, that's certainly going to do a lot for this Ryan offense. But regardless of whether or not they play, I think a lot of this comes down to the Ryan defense, led by superstar Anthony Hill. They need to keep this score low. They're probably not built to score, go score for score with a team like Alito. I think this game is close, but in the end, I think Alito's offense is playing too well right now. Give me the Bearcats. And oh yeah, there's another matchup of state champions this week. I know, it's so crazy. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Leopard Stadium in Lorena. The Lorena Leopards, defending 3A Division I state champs, welcome in the Franklin Lions, defending 3A Division II state champs. And another top 10 matchup here in 3A Division I. Remember, these two teams played in non-district last year with Franklin getting the narrow win. Now, Franklin is unbeaten, but not untouchable, I would say. They struggled a little bit last week in the early going against Troy. 
Troy before hitting the Jets with running back Jaden Jackson and Bryson Washington. They've got speed for days in that backfield. Going up against Lorena, who does have two losses on the year. One of them's kind of a shootout loss to Cameron Yeo. The other one's to China Spring, who's the number two team in a division above them. So I don't necessarily put a lot of stock into that. They, of course, have the X factor in the Baylor commit, Jaden Porter at the wide receiver spot. Last week, uh, in their win over Rockdale, they came up with three interceptions. They're going to need more of that, more turnovers in this game against Franklin. In the end, I look at the Franklin defense and the Franklin team speed as the difference here. I think this game is close and going to be certainly worth all of the hype that it garners, but give me Franklin. And 7 o'clock Friday night at Bogus Stadium in Harlingen. The Rio Grande Valley's greatest rivalry renewed, and this one a battle of unbeatens. I told you it's a great week, as the Harlingen Cardinals take on the San Benito Greyhounds in the Battle of the Arroyo. The Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is going to be there. I'm so jealous of them. Uh, this game's awesome. And classic Texas high school football stuff in front of a huge manic crowd there at Bogus Stadium. And there's a classic strength-on-strength matchup here. San Benito's defense is ranked second in all of Texas high school football in scoring defense, led by Mariano Garcia. They're allowing fewer than four points per game. Going up against this Harlingen attack, led by running back Isaiah Bell and quarterback Randy Morales, that's averaging more than 45 points per game. That's the real Titan stuff right there. That's the good stuff. Uh, I, I love this matchup. The other side's going to be interesting as well. You take a look at this Harlingen defense, which I think has been pretty darn good all year long. Uh, they can win a low-scoring game, I think, but they're also going to have the superior offense in this game. I look at this matchup. The San Benito defense has to be the dominant force if the Greyhounds are going to win. I mean, I think they got to hold them under about 24 points to win this ball game. But in the end, you look at the rivalry aspect. It's going to be so much fun down there. I think that Harlingen being at home is a big advantage here. I also think that their running game is an advantage here. I think that their overall team speed is an advantage here. I think the Harlingen Cardinals get the victory. But those are far from the only big games in week nine of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to a mega size lightning round. I'm going with Wink over McCamey. Toller takes down Bangs and West Orange Stark gets by Jasper. Timpson stays perfect with a win over Joaquin. Sunray squeaks by Groover in a huge game in Texarkana. I like Pleasant Grove over Liberty Ilo. Sonora bounces back with a win over Anthony Seguin, takes down New Braunfels Canyon, and give me Silsby over Hampshire Finette. Alex Antonio Wagner over Buda Hayes, give me Navasota to bounce back with a win over Stafford, and Odessa Permian bounces back with a win over Friendship. It's the Kraut Bowl. I like Munster over Lindsay. How about surprising Milano? I think they stay unbeaten with a win over Bremont and give me Longview over McKinney North. I like Midlothian to stay perfect with a win over Lake Belton. I like Mart to stay perfect with a win over Wortham and give me Klein Collins over Klein Kane. I like Lana over Blanco. Katie gets by Katie Cinco Ranch in a huge game in Central Texas. I like Colleen Harker Heights over Temple. Jordanton beats Poteet. I like Umbla Tascasita over Houston C.E. King and Hawley beats Olney. I'm a believer in Archer City. I think they beat Windthorse. A huge game in 3A. I like Grandview over West. And give me Ganado to beat Three Rivers. Huge game in Frisco. I like unbeaten Reedy to beat Frisco High. Give me El Paso Riverside over El Paso Austin. And I like Edna over Goliad. I like El Paso Pebble Hills over El Paso Franklin. In Austin, I really do think Dripping Springs is going to beat Lake Travis. And a huge game in Corpus. I like Corpus Christi Miller over Vets. 
I like Die Ball over Cold Spring Oakhurst. Divine takes down Bandera, and Columbus bounces back with a win over Yoakum. I like Cooper over Honeygrove. Top 10 matchup in 2A Division 2. I like Chilton just barely over Granger. And give me Collinsville to hand Santo their first loss. Big time rivalry games. I like Canyon over Canyon Randall. It's the Battle of the Bell. I like Cameron Yo over Rockdale. And give me College Station over Georgetown. Bushland beats Shallow Water. I like Bells over Howe. And give me Carthage to stay perfect with a win over Center. Abernathy beats Littlefield, and in a huge game in Austin, I like Vandegrift over Cedar Ridge. Another battle of unbeatens, I like Argyle over Frisco Independence, and in our six-man game of the week, give me Happy over Nazareth. And those are the picks, a super-sized edition of the picks, but I told you this week is just that darn good. I promise you I left some games out, so let me know which games did I miss, which games am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week nine of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you.